We're back with another SU football preview. Yesterday, Terry Lockett. Today, Steve Linton. And again, we have a high school coach in the building to give us some extra insight. It's all on Lockdown Syracuse, and it's right now. Well, our Lockdown Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Love a good technical difficulty to start off the episode. Uh, I'm Matt Bonaparte with Brad Klein. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And today with us is Roger Holmes, the head football coach and athletic director at Dublin High School, man who knows Steve Linton very well. Coach, thanks for being with us today. Guys, it's my pleasure. I keep up with the Orange quite a bit with Steve being up there. So we're we're excited. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, my first question to you is, how often do you get to speak to Steve? Do you stay in touch regularly with him? Steve and I probably talk once or twice a month, two or three times maybe during the season. I think he every time he comes home, he makes it, he makes it over to the office. And we get a chance to sit down and talk about some things other than just his football, how his life's going, you know, some of those type things. And uh, – you know, what his goals are, where, where he feels like his strength and his weaknesses are, and maybe give him some old man advice on maybe some ways to help him, uh, you know, achieve what he's trying to get done. I mentioned you've been keeping up with the Orange. How would you assess Steve's performance in his first three years on campus, two years actually playing because he had the red shirt year to start? Uh, you know, I'm not sure that Steve's really had that breakout time yet. Uh, when Steve was coming through high school as a recruit, uh, I felt like his potential as his high school coach reminded me a great deal of a young man that we coached against and played against about 10 miles down the road by the name of Leonard Floyd. Uh, Leonard was from Dodge County High School. Both He and Steve were about the same body build coming out of high school. Both of them, you watch them play basketball on a gym floor and they're well above the rim and explosive and can jump. Uh, That's really kind of who I thought Steve could grow into. Uh, I think that's what Syracuse liked about him was his explosiveness. Uh, He was light. You know, I think Steve might have weighed 218, 219 when he came out of Dublin. I think for me, the the surprising part to that is I felt like the kid would get to 240 pretty quick. When he was home this Christmas, I asked him, well, where, where are you at, Steve? And I think he was at 221, 222. So he hasn't put the mass on that I anticipated uh, having happened. And, you know, we talked about those things off the side. It's okay, Steve, what are you eating? You know, how much rest are you getting? What are the things you're doing to help your body develop? Uh, I think he's shown some flashes there for you guys of his ability to turn the edge and pass rush and get after the quarterback and and those type things. But uh, 
You know, I know a couple of years ago there was a knee lower body injury that set him down for a week or two. Uh, now, and when I look at your depth chart and I look at your roster, a lot of the guys that he's competing with, whenever he's fallen into this banged up nature, are guys that are all within the same class. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's only so many snaps in a game, and you got to go get your playing time, and you got to make it happen. And you talked about what Syracuse liked about Steve early on in that recruiting process. What did Steve like about SU? Why was he so enticed by Syracuse's offer and ultimately decided to attend the school on the Hill? Well, the coach that was recruiting him, uh, did a phenomenal job, and gosh, this is awful. Steve, I'm trying to think of Coach's last name. He was the D-line coach. Uh, he's not; he's no longer there, but Steve and him had a really good relationship. Uh, there were four schools that Steve, I think, narrowed his choice down to, one being Arizona State. Syracuse had been with him from the beginning and done a great job of recruiting South Florida, was on Steve pretty hot and heavy, recruiting him quite a bit. And then Missouri came in late. Missouri kind of muddied the waters, obviously being an SEC school and those type things. You know, the parents came in and we sat down and talked and and trying to figure out the things that, that Steve was looking for. But what, what was in the best interest for the family? And he really, really liked Arizona State, but they're on the West Coast. If the parents want to watch him play, his kickoffs may not be till 10 o'clock at night. How many times a year can the family get to Arizona State to see their child play? So I think that kind of took them off the table as this thing got deeper and deeper. So now the next question is, Steve, Missouri's recruiting you, and they're in the SEC East. They're coming to Knoxville. They're coming to Gainesville. They're coming to Vanderbilt. They're coming to Georgia. Now, every other year, your parents can almost make a day trip and see you play. Syracuse, being in the ACC, they're coming to Florida State. They're coming to Georgia Tech. They're coming to Clemson. So I think when the family went back and evaluated all the different options and the, and the education at Syracuse felt like was tremendous and, and good, so a lot of those things factored in, but I think the deciding factor, okay, was the relationship that Steve had built with that staff up there. Now we're talking to Steve Linton's high school coach here, Roger Holmes, head coach, athletic director at Dublin High School in Georgia. And coach, you mentioned that Syracuse fans haven't really seen Linton really pop off to the way that I think they were expecting out of the recruiting ranks, but now he's here. He's been in the program for a few years, and whether that be because of injuries or not, we can debate, we can wonder. But at this point, uh, what has changed in Steve's game between high school and college? Guys, the number one thing I noticed when Steve got back to Dublin, Georgia, and got in my office to sit down and visit with me was a young man has matured a lot. Okay, uh, that's it's easy to see that his way of thinking about what all this is about and what's expected, he's grown up some. You know, it's like a lot of the guys you get there, okay, 
they were the best they had in their programs a lot of times. And they didn't always have to go to work as hard as they needed to every day. Uh, you know, and this Steve, uh, Steve got in the doghouse here more than once. Now, those were not any things that the coaches and people that didn't recruit him, we had talked about it. And I told them that I felt like his maturity was continued to grow. And it really has since he's been there. Uh, this is not a, a knock, but it's a reality. You know, after Steve's first year there, there were coaching changes within his position. Now, when you have coaching changes within a position, now you're trying to reestablish yourself with the people that are coming in new. I know he and I had that conversation and, you know, uh, and now there's been another coaching change within his position. So in his position alone, I think he's had three different position coaches in three years. And, and those things, uh, in my words to Steve, you're the person who controls that, you know, at the end of the day, me, any coach that he's ever had, the most frustrating thing for a coach is when a player, you know, has a certain amount of potential and you're not seeing that on a daily basis. So now the coach gets frustrated, right? So at the end of the day, that's some of the conversations and, and talks that Steve and I have engaged in is, Steve, you control how the coach responds with you. If you're the one that's going out there and laying it on the line repeatedly day after day, you're going to build that man's trust. You're going to build his confidence. So it's a two-way street, you know, that the player's got to earn it from the coach and the coach has got to earn it from the player. And just the fact that, that he's had three different position coaches, I think, in itself might be part of the issues as to why he hasn't necessarily blossomed to where he needs to be. Now, I think the coach that he has there now, he's entering his second year with that coach and, and the last understanding I had and look for some good things. Gotcha. And uh, we'll take a quick moment to talk about our sponsors at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup final, as well as Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn Learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Matt Bonaparte and Brad Klein speaking with Steve Linton's high school head coach and athletic director at Dublin High School, Roger Holmes. Roger, again, we thank you for being with us today. Uh, I want to know in your development of Steve, you've coached him throughout high school. At one, what point was it when you first met him or was it a couple years down the line when did you realize he was going to be such a special talent? I think probably Steve's sophomore year is when I realized that this kid is a little bit different. He has all the fast twitch. He's just explosive as heck. Uh, and by the middle of his junior year, 
he had started to develop the work ethic that is required for a kid to be really, really good. He didn't always possess that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was not uh, doing the job that he needed to do 24 hours a day, meaning he could have done much better in the classroom. And trying to get a young man to understand that uh, you are who you are. And if you're not putting forth the effort in the classroom, then you're probably not getting it done in the other ways too. And, and seeing Steve, uh, I guess, start to understand. And then all of a sudden, when some people really started getting serious about him, that's when the light, I think, came on. That dang, coach, coach is not just blowing smoke. I, I, I must have something pretty good here, the people that are trying to recruit me. And, uh, you know, his athletic ability, watching him play on the basketball court, gave you even more understanding about what he's going to be able to do uh, in the uh, on the football field, those type things. Now, Coach, a big reason as to why we wanted to speak with you about Steve is because Syracuse's defensive line is, complete, is completely going to be overhauled next year. A bunch of their guys is leaving the program, graduating, and now Steve is likely going to be finally getting his chance thrown into the fire and, and potentially as a starter here in the three-three-five. Do you think he's ready for that accelerated role? Is that something that you've talked about with the opportunity finally presenting itself? You know, guys, I don't think there's any question that Steve is capable of being a productive player at that level. Uh, he's, uh, again, I hope that he's put some mass on since I saw him last time. You know, Steve came out of our program. We were a 4-3. Well, he was an edge rusher as a defensive end. All right, well, he's still stuck in that 220s. You can't put your hand on the ground and do that in Division One football, okay, not consistently. So with them going to the three-five, he's going to be one of those more stand-up, probably outside edge guys, outside linebackers, where sometimes he'll be a pass rusher, sometimes he'll be coming off the edge and doing those type things. He has all the physical tools to be able to do those things. Uh, I think just body mass is is the tough thing you know every time i get a chance you know obviously we're working saturdays here grading film and breaking down friday night's game but if syracuse game's on i'll either record it or hopefully i'm off and done at home and get a chance to watch it uh i think he's done a good job of developing his pass rush and watching what i've been able to see there as a high school coach I, you know i'm i am what i am uh but Locking on some of the 6'5", 250-pound defensive offensive tackles now that are pretty good. Steve's been tossed around a time or two, but that's okay. It's not a factor of you get your butt blocked or whatever. It's are you going to bring it off the edge the next time. And from what I've been able to witness in my evaluations watching him play, he plays hard. He runs to the ball. He chases the ball. He, he's never been one that's been afraid to put his face on you. And uh, if he's going to be successful, it's got to be because he fits Syracuse's scheme. 
Gotcha. Um, and of course, Steve has gone through a couple of injuries in his time at Syracuse. It's now his fourth uh, season inside the program coming in this year as a redshirt sophomore. Did you expect him to play more when he went on to bigger and better things at SU? I thought he would probably, I thought he needed a redshirt year. Okay. For physical development, size, what we're talking about, the the weight that he puts on and those type things. Uh, I really felt like that was probably in his best interest. And, guys, uh, if you go back and you check his game logs, he was progressing nicely that second year. He was playing a great deal. And I think that's when he ended up with a, a knee banged up. It didn't require surgery. But it set him for about two and a half weeks. And, again, when you look around, I think probably the guys – I think he had a couple of seniors in front of him that first year, and one of them, I believe, went on and did sign and made it in the league. I may be wrong about that. So he was playing behind a couple of pretty good guys, and uh, I thought he was progressing pretty good the next year. Then the knee got him. And really the remainder of that year – his reps were kind of very limited on how much playing time he got. And then last year, uh, I felt like this what bit I watched, he was about, you know, playing about 45% of the snaps probably on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and the game's changed a lot, man. I mean, uh, in the in the college and NFL game now, they're rolling D linemen in and out because it's just the the speed factor. And, you know, one of the things that, that Steve and I talked about, and, and, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I asked him about the training table there at Syracuse and how much time, you know, how many meals a day are you guys eating? What are they doing to help you put on the mass and the things that you need? And I understand this is y'all's show, and I'm not he's, – he's insinuating to me that basically – they got a training table meal one day a week. I mean, excuse me, one time a day. Mm. And, and that's, quite frankly, was a little bit of a concern to me that a lot of the places you're, you're eating the pre-planned meals three times a day in the Division One football level. Wow. Maybe I misunderstood him, you know, but that's – does, when you hear something like that, does that give you any indication that maybe, especially for a guy like Steve, who you say needs to put on some weight, that maybe he doesn't have the resources to do that? I think that's I t- my encouragement to him was go talk with his position coaches and his coaches because for Steve, for him to be the best football player he can be at your level, I really think his body needs to be in the 245 range. Uh, You know, don't lose any of that explosiveness and that speed. But, uh, you know, you go through two-a-day camp and you go into it at 222, you're coming out of it probably at 215. And, you know, so what he can put on during this offseason from when I talked to him, you know, that I really felt like that that was going to be – a key to his success this year. Coach, let's take a timeout and talk to the fans a little bit about Rock Auto. I ask you guys listening at home, 
Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Just save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or for your truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. We're talking right now to Steve Linton's high school coach, Roger Holmes, head coach and athletic director at Dublin High School in Georgia. And, uh, Coach, you said something very interesting that I just want to zero in on, and it's about the uh, resources that Steve is getting in his development physically into the role, into the player that you would like it to, for him to be and, and projected him out of Dublin High, and that is as a hand-in-the-dirt player to get to the quarterback instead of a, a stand-up guy at 220. So what else is Syracuse lacking that Steve might benefit from in helping him get there? I, you know, I told you, Steve and I had our comments and our conversations there early, and I, I do not know enough about what's going on at Syracuse. My conversations with Steve were about what are you doing? How much rest are you getting? How much time are you spending in the weight program? You know, you've got to do some of this stuff on your own. Uh, you know, what are you eating when you're at home? Are you overloading some calorie intake to help you put on some weight? You know, obviously it needs to be the right kind of weight. Uh, it's not just body fat, but I gave him some, some things that he might could look at. Uh, you know, nothing more than every night before you go to bed, Steve. Get you a couple of those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and make yourself a dadgum homemade milkshake. You know, get you some vanilla ice cream, some milk, throw a couple of raw eggs in there and hit the blender with it. And, uh, you know, increase your, your protein intake. You know, if you're not getting enough, then you, you know, you got to do what you got to do to help put it on. You know, again, I have no judgments whatsoever on the University of Syracuse, other than it did concern me when he told me that during the off season, the football players are basically getting what's considered the football meal one time a day. Gotcha. Uh, and, I, you know, whether that's honest or, the, you know, I hate even bringing it up because I don't want to, there's not a negative that I'm trying to lay out here. You know, get you. but, you know, man, this this thing that's going on out there right now is crazy with the you can transfer whenever you want to. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, the NILs. But the number one thing is the transfer thing. OK. The kid like Steve Linton would like to be able to get to the league. Who wouldn't? All, every kid that's up there thinks they got a chance to get to the league, mm -hmm. you know, and they, that that's just normal. But you've got somebody that's got their kids on the training table year round. You got other people that don't, you know, I don't know what is in the best interest for a player in trying to get there. Now, all that being said, you know, every, I've had several young men over the years come out of Dublin high school and get a chance to go play. My whole deal with them when they leave here and go somewhere, uh, it's hard to run one of ours off. 
because they've been coached hard. They've been held to high expectations and they'll go compete. Uh, but at the end of the day, number one thing is make sure you leave there with that college diploma. Make sure yep. that you leave with your college degree because very few are going to make it in the NFL. And that's one of the things that we talked about. I, I, I know enough about Syracuse to know that that diploma from Syracuse carries some weight. You know, I think it's, it's, it has some, some meaning to it. Uh, there are, you know, what I consider to be a pretty good friend uh, through the coaching world was Doug Marone. Uh, did his playing time there at Syracuse and everything, went back and coached some there. Uh, so I guess Doug might have been the first guy that I really knew that kind of kind of locked me in on Syracuse a little bit. I love that from Doug. Yeah. <laughs> um, last couple for you here, Coach. Uh, you talk about Steve's development and whatnot, and we talked about how, how he's injured uh, only 18 games in three years. How has Steve dealt with the challenge of having to develop on the sideline? What has he told you about that? You know, I think Steve um, did not handle, I know the first time he got hurt, he did not handle that very well. Uh, don't I don't know that he handled the fact that when he got back, he was down the ladder some, you know, and unfortunately, guys, a high school kid gets banged up. He misses a week. Probably when he gets back the next week, when you're the caliber of, of Steve Linton, you're probably right back in there for your playing time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure he handled that in the best way because we, we talked about some of that. But I think what I said to you earlier is the thing that still rings with me the most is the amount of maturity and the conversations that I've had with Steve every time he comes back home and we sit down in my office. I really think that the young man has figured out what's expected and what's got to get done. And guys, I'm expecting big things from Steve this year. I really am. Now, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. We know that those injuries at times – can linger is Steve 100% going into this year. Last time I saw Steve, which was about a month ago, he felt like he was he wasn't at was not at 100%. I think Steve told me about a month or so ago that he felt like coach I'm about 95%. You know, I think another week or so I'll be fine, so I'm assuming right now that he's good and ready to go. Gotcha. Coach Roger Holmes, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. All right, man. I appreciate you. Take care. Go big arms, right? Yes, sir. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. Brad and I will be back next week to talk TBT and to continue our preview of Syracuse's defense. We will see you then.